Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Not So Experts. My name is Avery Nelson, joined by my good friend and co-host Taylor Mooney. We were gone for a week, but we have returned. Quite frankly, stronger than ever, I believe, Taylor. Stronger than ever. How are you doing? Um, good, man. I, so good and bad. So I have a mic, a proper mic, so it doesn't I, it sound like great. I'm in a cave. I, it doesn't sound like I'm in a cave, which is dope. And but also on the bad side. Um, not sure if I brought this up on the last pod, but I had a leak in my kitchen when I got home from Austin, Yeah, uh, which was a week ago. They still haven't fixed it. And now, um, I've called them four times and they're finally coming out tomorrow with a contractor, they say, uh, mm-hmm. but, but parts of my ceiling are flaking down onto the floor. Oh, bro. They, they came in and assured me that it's not going to like cave in, but I, I guess we'll see shit, man. I, it, it, look, it doesn't look good, but I mean, also we'll I feel like the longer you leave a leak, thank the you. More... It doesn't get better. It's like also... avoiding. Yeah, it's like not paying your bills. Eventually, uh, they're gonna send your ass to collections, or, or you know, like, <laughs> like it's like, dude, this is water. It does not get better. No, uh, and fact, it's only, gonna, buddy. I hope it doesn't start to spread. And I mean, mold, mold can develop. I'm no expert. You know what I'm saying? Me either, but the shit doesn't look good. And <laughs> I got pictures, and I've done my due diligence, and I don't own this place. So yeah. not super my problem, to be honest, but would prefer to live in a place where the ceiling is not coming down. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. When you when you eventually move, definitely going to have to check on uh, potential roof leakages because you do seem to have bad luck with roof leakages. Dude, like, oh my God, like what in the world? Like the last apartment, for, for y'all that don't know, the last apartment I had in Midtown Atlanta, uh, it was basically a basement, uh, but mm-hmm. it also had water damage and they took out a wall uh, <laughs> and, and then they just never replaced it. So there was just a wide ass open space they basically made an open concept uh, in my apartment that it wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, so I'm two for two in apartments with water damage for some obscene reason. You saying it was an open floor concept. Uh, one shows your propensity just watching HGTV uh, House Hunters, and I love it. And two uh, is putting it kindly. It was a legitimate hole in the bottom of your living room wall. Just yeah, missing was- wall. Yeah, my roommate's dog used to just walk through it, and yeah, you he, could... he was a big ass dog, and he was like eighty five pounds, and he would just walk through it, walk, yep. walk through the wall. We were like, "All right, bro, sounds good. Like, <laughs> just don't get sick, I guess." Like, and, and then they just never replaced it. It was bizarre. Cool. I've never seen anything like it. A, apartment leaves people. Well, I moved into a little bit better one. I guess. right slightly. Went a year, went a year and a half without having water damage in this one, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you at, least, due. at least football is here. <laughs> True. It has been a good weekend. Uh, before we get to this past weekend, uh, what are you drinking today, Taylor? Uh, Hopsecutioner. Hopsecutioner uh, left in your fridge Harrison. by no. friend of the pod, Matt? Oh, yes, yes. Matt ah. left in the fridge. Uh, let him stay at my Airbnb. <laughs> uh, AKA my apartment. 
for quite the discount free. Yeah, free. And uh, he calls me on Monday with the leak news. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Stop for it. letting me stay in your place. You have water coming out of your roof. See ya. He said, yeah, he, said, he calls me. He said, yeah, it's kind of important. Can you give me a call? And I was like, shit, what could happen? You know, like what else, you know? And so I guess it could always be worse, but you know. Right, whatever. right. <laughs> what are you drinking? I, uh, today, a different Boda box. Okay. Uh, box wine still, because I'm really riding this four bottles of wine per box wave, quite frankly. That's pretty um, far, man. I tell you what, for $18, it is unbelievable. That's... Boda box, DM us. Um, today it is, uh, Boda box Nighthawk Black Rich Red Wine Blend. Bold, dark, jammy. Nice. It's fine. If I had to, if I had to pick one, this or the the one I was drinking the prior podcast, Red Revolution, which I hate saying out loud. Uh, it was a better one. It was a better one. But at the end of the day, it's eighteen dollars for four bottles. Ah, who am I to say? You can't. It's like going to Wine Wednesday at Galettes and bitching about the quality. Like it's five dollars. Shut up and drink it. That's correct. And this is better than that <laughs> wine. So we yeah, fair. we move. Everything else. Uh, but I quite enjoyed this weekend coming home from my round of golf. Wow, which is that, you golf guy. Yeah, no, that was my uh, required mention of golf. I have to do one a podcast. Yeah, um, uh, having a lunch. And then just drinking some wine while I watched college football all day. It was we, incredible. We did the same thing. I went to Auburn to hang out with our pal Wes. And mm-hmm. we, his wife, Erin, kind of left us to our own devices because she had to work uh, Saturday. Or, well, hell, I guess she worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so Friday we had steaks and football. or steaks and basketball and baseball. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, we had burgers for lunch and dinner, um, which is very bro. Uh, and then Sunday, we had Fusakis, which is fried chicken. So I had a great weekend wow. of just f- sports and food. It was fantastic. Sounds lovely, man. Yeah, oh it was. God. it's tough to beat, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the uh, Evite. Beers, beers. <laughs> Beers, burgers, football, baseball, basketball. It was a sports overload. I was about to say just sports, man. That is uh it was, that is the move. Honestly tough to beat. Honestly, at a certain point, um I know at least, you know, when I'm with my girlfriend, um, I mean like let's just let's just real quick go ahead and, and say this past weekend slate of games. So uh, in in your traditional we in your traditional year very bad, just awful games, just as far as brand names, matchups, like all that. Um, and like, if I was, you know, anytime I'm with my girlfriend, if any of these games that were on last week, I think literally any of them were on. I was no, like, I oh yeah, let's flip on the um, the Florida State Wake Forest game. <laughs> Not happening. It doesn't. Yeah, it apply. was. It was Florida State. Um, it wasn't Wake Forest. It was oh, Georgia Wake Forest Tech. with Clemson. Georgia right. Tech. Yeah, Georgia yeah. Tech, which even worse, mind you. <laughs> Hey man, Georgia Tech, uh, not running the triple option anymore. I tell you what, I tell and yeah, so it wasn't a great slate of games, but I watched, I watched college football literally. I didn't get, I didn't go all out and watch uh, late night Kansas, quite frankly. Uh, 
I did not. I did not watch Kansas. I'll Kansas. Be after, you didn't watch Less Miles After Dark. I look, man. I got other shit going on. <laughs> I, I didn't even have shit going on, and I was not watching that game. You didn't want to watch Kansas get spanked by Coastal Carolina. God, could you imagine, dude? <laughs> I would have a mental breakdown if Alabama oh. lost to Coastal Carolina. Oh my oh god. My god. Dude, I we watched uh we watched the entirety of the Lafayette game. The Lafayette Oh, game. did you? Yeah, that was actually a good game for real. That was an um, early kick, correct? Yeah, we watched yeah, that I, one. I got um, home and that was halfway through, I believe. Yeah, it was Lafayette and who did they beat? Iowa uh, State. Iowa State. Yeah, cuz I was like Brock Purdy, you know, let's watch him sling the ball around. Yeah. And then and then he didn't sling shit anywhere. Uh and Lafayette beat Iowa State, who did – I don't know who ranked them in the top 25, but Lafayette looked like they should have been the top 25 team, and I think they are in the top 25 now. Um, uh, but they're a good little squad, dude. They had multiple return touchdowns. Yeah, I think so, it was two, wasn't it? Yeah, they had two return touchdowns, and then they had another, like, 70-yard touchdown. Like It was just like big play, big play, big play. They were all devastating. Yeah. And defensively they looked really good like they were gang tackling like they looked literally like a better team it was I mean, like old billy napier is a, is a legit hit i don't even he's not a hidden gym anymore he uh, no i think he's gonna no, be on dude. everybody's radar now but i i think and we probably could attest to this he's you know, he's a saving disciple um that dude's legit He's made a Louisiana Lafayette program. Not yeah, a Louisiana Lafayette program, which has generally been. Fine. They were already pretty good. They I were mean, fine. You know, they, they won ten games a couple times before he got there. But I mean, going in beating and I mean, and I I don't want people to be like, oh, that Iowa State team's trash. It's not a bad Iowa State team. I mean, it's. it's I mean, not Brock great. Purdy. Brock Purdy is probably going to be a top two or three round pick. Yeah, exactly. Like, they got and and you know, I mean they. It, they're a Big Ten team that's recruiting Big Ten talent, right? Like, yeah. it is – or Big 12. Big 12, um, yeah, Big 12. Th- that's not – that's a good win from – Somebody Louisiana. picked them to win the damn Big 12 this year. Well, I think – so the, what, or at least I've seen a few people do that, and, and the people who I did see do that were kind of saying, as far as odds go, you're not going to bet on Oklahoma because it's not worth the money. So uh, if you want to take a yeah. punt – you take Iowa State, who was like plus two fifty or whatever it was. It's a much longer shot now, but um, you know it's worth a shot with Brock Purdy. Yeah, but that was I mean, and that's like the way we started out the day. That the North Carolina Syracuse game, which was a bit of a, was a dull one. And honestly, I, it, the funniest thing to me about the entire day is if you really wanted to have like a good time watching a football game. You had to go and you had to watch UTSA Texas State. Man, you had Ugh. to dig deep. Ugh, like for a double overtime barn burner, bro. That was. I mean, it was. It wound up being technically a good game. Yeah, I mean, but, Texas State goes into the half down twenty four seven. Comes out guns a blazing. Yeah, twenty in the fourth quarter misses the extra point to win the game. Misses the extra point. Wait, makes the extra point or misses it? No, he misses. He missed the extra point to win the game. They scored a touchdown to tie the game and had an extra point to win it. Missed the extra point. Nice. Missed the extra point. And then they had to send him out, I believe, in overtime. Okay. And he missed another kick. 
Oh my god. <laughs> kickers, made, kickers are my least favorite position in all of football. You made Alabama kickers blush, man. It was brutal to watch. Hey, man, Will Reichard, uh, according to this, well, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. But Will Reichard, not looking too bad. <laughs> so far. I mean, and hey, you won't have fan pressure this season, really, yeah, in reality. No kidding. It'll be like damn practice. Old Georgia Southern, Cam- Georgia Southern versus the Campbell Camels. Was a uh, was quite the game actually. You had a beef with that one, don't you? I I have a bit of a beef with the Campbell Camels. I I thought they were gonna pull through. I felt good about them after their thirteen to three first quarter. I'm I may have laid a little bit of a, a small little a small little bet down. Avery and bet on the Campbell Camels. This man is on one. I would like to say Georgia Southern was missing 33 players. I don't know how they fielded a team. That I is the number staggering. was 33. Ugh. <laughs> and they still came back. And the, the but even even with with my beef besides the point, Campbell came back, had a chance to win at the end of the game, scored a touchdown. Um, tw- down one point, decide to go for two, get a false start. So they're at the seven, still go for two, and failed to win it. I, I love the call from the coach. I love saying we're going you to go for the win, win. Unless, you you're the better, unless you're the better team. Yep. Like unless unless you're the better team, you pretty much you're playing my house money at that point. If you're not, yep. You know, if you're not a better team, you get this one play correct. You win the whole damn game. Go That's for it. it. I dig it. Yeah, I it was I a good game. I would get mad at a lesser team. Making an aggressive call and failing. Yeah, I think, and 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 then you got to think, what are you going to do? Kick the extra point, go to overtime, play against a better team, go let head to head regroup. from a twenty-five yard line. Yeah, let Come them on. regroup. It's kind of a crapshoot at that point. You feel you're never going to be able to flip field position. They're constantly like yeah. on the twenty-five. It's just it's not gonna it's not in your favor. Yeah, exactly. And um, you have, and you have a college kicker. He's gonna miss. Like exactly. Uh, a few other storylines I guess we could just real quick touch on. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good against a yeah. pretty bad Wake Forest team. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, not much to gain there other than they didn't come out flat and look like shit like everybody else pretty much. Right. Yep. I mean, that's that was my takeaway. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the most part. Did like, not cover. Um, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> that's just facts. They're just not the spread, spread national that? champion like I thought they were. What was the spread on that? Uh, 33. Oh, that's see, that's a tough one. I mean, it's, it's Wake Forest, Taylor. You're Clemson. They, Come they, on. Yeah, they yeah they should have yeah. You're right. They oh, I'm saying they didn't score in the fourth quarter. They scored a touchdown in the cover. Just turn on the Jets. I know Dabo doesn't mind running up the score. All right. He doesn't. Let's, let's be real. Uh, Spencer Rattler looked excellent against a shitty Missouri State team. Don't but, care. Whatever. I mean. The, the kid's got an arm. I'll tell you that much. Also, he's gonna light up everybody. I mean, every that's it's death taxes and Oklahoma quarterbacks lighting up <laughs> literally everyone they play. Like, yeah. At this point, including Alabama, because Kyler lit our ass up like a Christmas tree. Like, uh, second half was. Uh, I mean, oh, that that throw he made on the run. Like, I was like, okay. Well, was it in the second half? Because I'm not gonna yeah. lie, that whole second half was a bit of a blur. Yeah, he made that. He made some. He made a throw on the run in the second half, uh, about forty-five yards down the oh, field. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. That was ridiculous. I was like, well then. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Kids got talent. 
Yeah, yeah. And obviously, did you see that run he had uh, this weekend uh, to score that touchdown? Yes. Yeah, I was actually, I had NFL Red Zone for the day. YouTube TV had it free just this past Sunday. So I was watching around made, on NFL Red Zone. And yeah, he just blew yeah. by guys. He made the 49ers who were in the damn Super Bowl look yeah. like a bunch of third graders. <laughs> what a badass. He is good. I like Kyler because he's small as hell and he's really good. You know, like yeah. he's just like, he's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm good. But, yeah. And then I, did you watch the Florida state Georgia tech game? I did. I did. It was awful. It was horrible. It was horrendous, dude. It was just the worst game. I think I've, but you know what? At the end of the day, and this is gonna, this is gonna. I know it'll ruffle, ruffle a single fan's feathers, but at the end of the day, when FSU loses in excruciating fashion, for some reason, it, I just get, I just, it brings me a little joy. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I no, dude, I feel that. I, one of my, one of my good pals at work is actually a Florida State fan. I kind of feel bad for him because he's realistic. Yeah. He, like, I was talking to him last week, and he was like, we're probably going to weigh a damn egg, but, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I was trying to I was trying to encourage him. I was like, no, nah, dude, it's Georgia Tech. Y'all got this. And then they lost, and I was like, damn, he's going to be upset on Monday. Yeah, if you were asking me, I was like, it's Georgia Tech. They're awful. They were awful last year. They're still changing from a triple option team to, like, a spread team, I guess is what they're running. Uh, they threw more passes. Crazy stat for you here. Mm-hmm. They threw more passes. I want you to guess the year. Um, they they broke the they well they they threw more passes against Florida State than they have against any opponent since. Guess the uh, year. Oh three. Holy shit! That was a good guess. Did I get it? Yeah, dude, that's Let's crazy. That, yeah, isn't that nuts, dude? That's crazy. years. Yeah, I was trying to. I was like, when did Paul Johnson get there? Because it had to have been around then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is bananas. And I mean, that Jeff Sims kid. He to give him credit where it's due. He threw a couple devastating interceptions in the red zone. But he's still, a freshman. I mean, still yeah. led his team to a win in the most crowded stadium you would find last Saturday. That shit was not 50%. I'll, Let me I, tell it you. Was not, it wasn't 25% or whatever the hell they said. Like, <laughs> I saw a tweet, and it was like, this, like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't – like, at this point, people just are not obeying the rules. You know, like, they're just not. And so I think it's kind of funny. They were like, this is 25%, and somebody quote tweeted it and said – uh, I've seen them also announce 59,000 people with this many people in the stand. <laughs> it was like, it like whatever. Like they were still spaced out a little bit, I guess. But, ah, that's I a mean, stretch. I, look, uh, well, whatever, man. Florida's going to Florida, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's Florida. What do you expect? Florida yeah. State even. Like what? I, I will say, yeah, Talonasty. That that is, and I don't know. I mean, we've we've yet to see SEC schools, um, but we've seen the Big Twelve. We've seen ACC schools. We've seen what schools are going to do with the crowds. I am going to go out on a limb and say that's about the most crowded you will see a football, a college football stadium this season. I don't expect it to get any more crowded than that. And that, we'll and see, I, I'm, we'll see. I guess. I mean, potentially, I could be wrong. Who you know? I, I don't know, but. Uh, the, all of that to be said, saying Jeff, got to give Jeff Sims some credit. That was, as in my opinion, as 
hostile or crowded, you're probably fine this season. And he battled through adversity and led his team to a win. He scored nine points. I mean, he didn't score a touchdown in the second half. Or no, he scored one. I'm sorry. Um, three field goals in the fourth quarter. But Won the did, game, did man. Well. I was kind of happy for Georgia Tech. Like, they have not had a whole hell of a lot to be really sure. happy about at all. And there's a couple of tech guys at work, and they were just super excited. I was like, "Good for y'all, man! Like, yeah. whatever. Y'all meet a big name. I'd be, I'd be hyped too. It was ugly, but rather be ugly than win than ugly <laughs> and, and lose to Louisiana Monroe. Oh, boy. Easy. <laughs> We've Easy. been there. We've been there though, so I I've get been it. There. Like, so you know, I've literally yeah. been there. Um. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, only the only other thing I found of interest uh, this weekend, Pittsburgh Austin P played ten minute quarters in the second half. That was because lame. Pittsburgh was absolutely ball. spanking them. Just um, see, I thought that was kind of lame for real. Like, do a running clock, assholes. Like, yeah, at least do, do a running know, clock I mean, and I, run the ball. Don't change I mean, the rules in the, the middle of the, of the game. Day, That's soft. At the end opinion. of the day, it, it was weird, but I mean, at the end of the day, I know I wasn't watching. I'm sure you weren't watching it. I absolutely it's not Pittsburgh, watching. so it doesn't affect the national championship picture in the slightest. And, no. and at the end of the day, who really gives a shit? It is just weird, but it's also Austin P. If it was another ACC school, obviously that's very not. That's like what the fuck. Um, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I just thought it was soft as hell. Like we have been absolutely lamb blasting people at halftime and not they're up 42 nothing for context but we've been doing that too like to be fair i think kansas should have gone ahead and did the 10 minute quarters down 28 to 3 at the half against coastal carolina holy shit dude. i think they should have hit the panic buttons and got should, the hell out of dodge you know a lot of people death penalty their programs for doing bad stuff like they should death penalty their program and just like rebrand like they should take that whole year to just sit and think and just like redo like basically everything they're doing because how do you get your ass kicked by coastal carolina like i don't care like who you are like i I do not care who you are like as an fbs team if you're getting spanked by coastal carolina you have to shut your program and reevaluate literally everything in my opinion like (laughs) Like, shut it the hell down and just figure it out, you know? Like, it's, that's just bad. Yeah, no, that is – um, it's pretty bad. It's it's also less it's, miles after dark, so all right. holds barred. I was all so confused as to why he took that job, and I, I still am, honestly. Like, Honestly, I love it. I love anything less miles does. I wish him nothing but the best, but also him floundering is even funnier. So I it is kind of funny. That, but dude, in, in all grass. reality, he ain't grass. Like, ain't nobody's going to succeed at Kansas. I think that's just one of the funnier things I've seen Les Miles do is in 2015 when they came to Tuscaloosa, mm. uh, the Leonard Fournette game, the infamous less than 100 feet of rushing. It was an amazing game. Leonard Fournette, yeah. So before the game. Uh, the student section was packed like probably two and a half hours before the game. Oh yeah. And Les Miles just went over to the student section and was waving. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I've told this story the story on the podcast. I've walked by him outside of Tiger Stadium before, 
I should have said hey, and I didn't say anything to large regret of mine, but, like, he just seems like the nicest dude. Like, I love Les Miles. Like, everything he does is funny to me. Like, his Columbus Day rant is hilarious. (laughs) Like, he's just a – he has funny mannerisms. I think think he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's it's hard to hate Les Miles, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, is there anything you wanted to touch on from this weekend? I guess we didn't really touch on NFL. If you wanted to talk about any of that, or, or uh, not saying beat your bucks, pal. I would not like to be included in your bucks. I, I've your I, bucks. I, I I got rid of that fanhood. They drafted Jameis Winston, and I said, you know what? I'm out. See, ya. I have no real ties to this team, so I'm gone. No, um, we have Jameis Winston. I'm still a Saints fan. <laughs> <laughs> he does not really play a part in reality, but he won't um, But yeah, I don't. It's just I don't really much care for the NFL in this place. But that was a good game. I watched uh, a decent, a little bit of it. Um, with the NFL Red Zone, it jumps around quite a bit. Um, Red Zone's sick, dude. For real, it's pretty cool, especially for me, somebody who doesn't have any real allegiances. So I'm not watching a whole game really. Um, I just get all the action, and that is, it was pretty sweet. I will say. Uh, so I did enjoy that, but it's gone now, and I'm not paying for it. So, well, honestly, it is what it is. I don't know. I look, you have thought about it, but we'll see. Yeah, one day, one day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we are now officially less than two weeks away from the University of Alabama Crimson Tide taking the field against in the Road the Whites, Missouri. Tigers in the road whites, the most glorious road whites. I think I'm gonna get a road white jersey, and I'm thinking, spoiler alert, J.K. Scott. I don't know. We'll see. I love um, it. Dude. I, I, I kind of want to get one too. Now that I'm thinking see? about it, I don't know who I should get. I just love the thought of it, but also I want an old school jersey, and I, we've talked about this a lot before. What if I got an old school road white Freddie Roach jersey? I, was, I literally first name when I said old school Freddie Roach was dude. the first guy to come to my mind. Or I'll get Roman Harper. I'm gonna. He follows oh, me. Oh, Roman Twitter. Harper's good. He follows me on Twitter. I'll DM him and see if he can just send me a game used. <laughs> what about a little bit of a? What about a Charlie Pepper jersey? That'd be a good one too, huh? dude. Come on. That'd be a good one too. Can I'm saying all these names. I, t- I tell you this much. I tell my girlfriend to get me one of these for Christmas. She wouldn't know a single one of these names. Damn um, it, Kristen. Texans. Texans. Am I right? Ugh. Uh, out of staters, am I right? Out of, out of staters. <laughs> Don't get them started, folks. Oh, man. But we man. are less than two weeks. We've officially had our second spring scrimmage uh, sorted. Yeah. What What are you What are you looking for? Now, I know you're on the message board. You got a little bit of insider info, and I technically am also, but I haven't been on in a week or so. You don't what even have to be a message board guy. True, because I've seen some of the stuff you're saying just on sure. Twitter. Dude, I mean, it is no secret at this point that Will Anderson is, yeah. like, a certified badass. And, like, yeah. my thing is, if you don't know who Will Anderson is, um, so this guy started out, you know, in the 24-7 sports ratings uh, in their top 24-7. He started out in the 200s. Dude ended up at 17, and bowl cut in Georgia didn't even offer him. Bowl cut. Uh, bowl, cut bowl cut in Athens did not offer him. It blew uh, it. And uh, also, to Kirby's credit, he did get a different haircut, but he still bowl cut to me. Um, <laughs> so 
but this guy you also got a different haircut you're still bowl cut to me buddy that's fair Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's fair so will anderson has absolutely just been tearing it up in practice um poor ben poor ben davis man he finally breaks out and then this badass just comes in apparently will anderson is just tearing everybody up like I've seen, I've seen multiple people like that that don't that are not BSers. You know, we won't quote BSers on this podcast unless we're making fun of their BS. True. Um, I've seen multiple BSers on Twitter, on the message board, like literally everywhere. I'm not trying to like spread you know people's insider stuff. It's it's literally not insider stuff. They are saying that he is just one of the best players on the team. Like, which is astounding, but the dudes you hear that about, um, you know, you, you think back, like, Ruben Foster maybe um, was getting that kind of hype, Julio Jones, Amari yeah. Cooper, um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, you think of those type dudes, um, you know, even even Cam Robinson, I remember when he was making his debut, people were saying, you know, no true freshman has ever started for Nick Saban at left tackle, um, you know, and boom, you know, he becomes the first. It would appear that he is going to be, um, you know, the dude on defense beside, besides obviously, you know, the, the guys that we already have. That's been the biggest development for me. Obviously, you know, Bryce Young has been, you know, doing Bryce Young stuff, but I think it's, it's Mac Jones's job to lose at this point. <laughs> Agreed. Um, like I, like I think Especially Jones, starting the first game. Yeah, like Mac Jones has done enough, and I know we've talked about this in the podcast, but um, after the second scrimmage, like Mac Jones had a good day. Uh, so did Bryce Young. As long as, as Mac Jones continues to be good, I, I don't think that they're going to pull him um, mm-hmm. is, is my main point. And so, like, I, I just think the quarterback competition is kind of – we understand what it is at this point. Um, so it, it just doesn't really, you know, we don't have to keep talking about it. Um, but there's a couple of freshmen, Brian Branch, uh, and Malachi Moore, uh, in the secondary have done pretty well. Um, and Justin, the Boygby is apparently impressing folks too on the defensive line. It looks like we've got probably six or seven dudes that can play on the defensive line, which is obviously a change from last year. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this team. I know a couple of people are making making hay about Saban saying we need we need people to buy in, blah blah blah. Um, in my opinion, I think there's enough leaders on the team um, that'll that'll light a fire under somebody's ass if they're not buying in. That's just my my opinion. And I know Saban said that. I know he kind of talks through the media. But that's just kind of how I think about it. Like, like I just feel like there's so many leaders on this team. There's so many guys that came back. They're not going to let that bullshit slide, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I've noticed, and I, I agree on all those points, and Will Anderson was one guy who, I mean, we're no scouts. Um, I'm, a, I'm just a regular guy who never even played football. So is what it is, but – I, I Will Anderson's one of those guys where you can watch his um his highlight tape from high school. Like R- Reuben Foster is the first person who jumps to mind for me when I think about this this kind of guy. 
you can watch his highlight tape from high school and he just jumps off the reel. Like, you know, from that film, he, if, as long as he puts the pieces together and doesn't like go uh, crazy, he's going to be a freak. Uh, so Will Anderson's super excited about that. And, and like you said, Ben Davis, hopefully he can still play a role to some degree. Um, but uh, I, that was exactly who I thought of too when mm-hmm. um, when I watched Will Anderson because I was like Jesus this dude is quick and he just he absolutely unloads on yeah he gets there too and we've talked about this multiple times like I think Ruben Foster's got the best highlight tape of any defensive player uh, under Saban. In terms of just like he just jumps off the screen, you're like, whoa, that guy smacks the hell out of people. Yeah. And Will Anderson looks kind of the same way, except he just has his hand in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's like you said, quick off the ball. I I, I think he reads the game well, or hopefully, I. Uh, Apparently, he's not doing a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> it seems all signs would point to him doing very very well. And so, if he's Another thing, if he's lighting up our offensive line, right, which Saban says has been doing really well, that that dude is a mega freak. I mean, he's yeah. got to be just absolutely setting the woods on fire, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pretty gassed about that. Um, yeah, no, so am I. And I think at the end of the day, like uh, – I, the thing I'm most excited to see uh, is honestly our defense because I think it's going to have massively improved. Um, but what I will say is uh, one thing I should preface, and, and I think we should as well, after watching this week's games, and I'm sure everybody's seen it, everybody's talking about it, this is going to be a very sloppy start to the season. Even if we had our extra two weeks. <clears throat> It's still going to be a very sloppy start to the season. We're not going to look as polished as a saving team usually does week one. Um, there will be mistakes made, penalties that normally wouldn't happen, whatever it may be. Uh, and so I, I, I'm honestly tempering my expectations a little bit. And, and if if we exceed those, then so be it. That's fantastic. But um, it it just seems to me like we're, we're, we're looking at a season where, at least at the very start, um, there are a lot of mental errors that you normally wouldn't see out of teams. Uh, and I mean, you know, a coach Saban team probably better than say a Wake Forest, but probably, uh, I mean, uh, probably if we're uh, not better than Wake Forest, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. I mean, in terms of, uh, <laughs> I know what you, you mean. Know, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm personally slowly tempering my expectations and, Honestly, I'll just be excited to see uh, the team run out with whatever music is audio is piped into the stadium agreed upon by both coaches. Did you see that, by the way, the UAB uh, Miami game? No. Uh, they before the game they met to agree upon the levels of audio, what would be piped in, music what, and they couldn't come to an agreement, so they piped in nothing. They Why could they not agree? The coaches couldn't come to an agreement. Well, because UAB probably wants nothing. They don't want any noise. They're the away team, right? Yeah. And so they're like, you know, Miami's probably like, I don't know, 75 decibels. UAB's like, what is this? 75, is, 75 is not shit, really. No, I know. but that's like, what the, probably, the NFL is 75, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And so they, they probably said 75, and UAB was like, "This, sir, this is not a music festival. We gotta lower those those levels." <laughs> like they they probably fought at everything. And the Miami coaches was just like, "I don't give a shit. Whatever, just don't pipe anything in. I don't care. We're gonna kick your ass." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I the NFL, to be honest, I mean, it did not seem that wild. No. Uh, like like you couldn't like other than obviously like seeing different like. Seeing nobody in the stands. Yeah, it was especially like, for the Superdome, man. That was weird. Yeah, I, yeah. Bruce Arians said they probably did us a favor at keeping it at seventy-five because <laughs> it ain't seventy-five on a normal. It ain't. Season. It ain't anywhere close to seventy-five on a game day, man. No, especially, especially not with Tom Brady rolling in there. Like, man, that, that environment would have been, been insanity. Cool. I think. I still think to this day that is the loudest stadium I've ever been in. Yeah, no, and I've been I've been for one Saints game. It was a long time ago, and I've been for two Alabama games. Um, and I personally, it's it's one of my like top three favorite stadiums I've ever been in. It's um, historic, I, man. It's historic. There's not a there's not a bad seat in the house. The way that place is built, I've sat on in my three games. I've sat on each of the three levels. Yeah. And I've never had a problem seeing the field. I've never had a problem like well, falling the game. Like every level is like perfect. Like it is a, such a good stadium. I love the Superdome. And yeah, like the energy in there, because I I've only been to one NFL game, and it was that it was a Buccaneers Saints game actually, ironically enough. And, um, man, the Saints fans, dude, it's, and I lived in Louisiana. It is hard to understand it until you've been in that stadium with them. That is the craziest shit I have ever seen in my life, man. It's they awesome. Are people in, are dancing, insane. people are screaming, people are dressed up. Like, it is. It's because I always thought the NFL was like so much more tame and or like yeah. lamer than college football. And then of it course, is New a Orleans lot of times, except for New right, Orleans. I mean, exactly. Yeah. New Orleans is going to ramp it up to a 12. Yeah, no, that is just that's an incredible atmosphere. It's a shame they can't have that this season. But um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen Tom Brady roll into town. The, it's the definitely understandable, there. in my opinion, how they how they play so much different in that atmosphere mm-hmm. versus other atmospheres. Like, Oh my God. Is, yes. Like it's a frenzy in that place. Like that's one of the hardest <clears throat> environments to play in, in NFL in or college football or any sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, the dome, the dome, man, it's the dome. I, I want a dome on the university of Alabama campus. Brian Denny can be a little tame unless it's a big game. True. It's, it's true. Yeah. It gets loud as hell when it needs to. Um, but it's tamed down a little bit recently. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I would love a dome, although I Brenton needs a beautiful stadium, and I think what we're gonna do to it, like the renovations going now, turn that shit into spaceship, boy. Absolutely insane. So since it, even though it's not a dome, I still think it's probably gonna be the most beautiful stadium in college football. I'll go out on a limb. It I'll say it. Is. I mean, it I'll already fight. is. It already is. We're building a damn tunnel. It's gonna be even better. It's already the mecca of college football. We're only up from here, folks. Now we're update updating to like the Taj Mahal of college football. Oh man, oh, I can't wait. It's the Taj Mahal of college football. Yeah. I I don't I I cut you off there about the Saints. By the way, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, whatever. But um, no, I will say, and I I kind of I kind of hope this is taking care of it in the SEC since we only play SEC teams, so there should be more uniformity. Yeah. Um, 
I hope that there is an agreed upon level within the conference. So we don't there have to worry be. about this. Ever. There, there yeah. should be, right. And I okay. think there should be within the NCAA, but of course the NCAA, like that's never going to happen. Literally nobody's on the same damn page, apparently. Like we got conferences not playing and playing. I mean, come on. You want them to agree on a noise level? Yeah. I think that's a lot easier than deciding on playing is all I'm saying. At this point, I mean, uh, who knows, man. <laughs> I, so the line – well, then I guess the next press conference we'll get for Saban will be a, um, a game week press conference. Is it? Is he not doing one this week? No, he didn't do one today. Yeah, I mean, if he does, yeah. They treated this week like a bye week, so next week we will get a real-life Saban presser. Let me ask you, has Aaron, has Aaron Suttles gone ahead and taken the dive, asked for a depth chart yet? Because I haven't seen anything about that. <laughs> um, No, but I think, I think he's going to be like, all right, here you go, on Monday. You would, I mean... The seasons here, Generally, you would expect. Like when I went, when I was a student, like yeah. I would go, like they just like kind of had it sitting on the back table, and they were like, "Here you go, assholes." You know what I mean? <laughs> and like the whole thing is just filled with ores, so it's like, who knows? And especially, yeah, yeah. especially with COVID, like we're not going to even know who's sitting out the the freaking games. Oh, absolutely not. Especially I mean, the depth chart this year COVID, means less than it normally does. Yeah, Saban is going to be even more secretive this year than he generally is. Yep. Um, and we're pretty good at reading the Saban tea leaves. Like, I think he's pretty easy to understand. Um, yeah, he's a, it's people not that like... People that don't watch his every word, you know, probably just think he's an asshole. But um, he just talks through the media. It's really not that hard to understand like you can tell when the team is focused and not focused based on what he yeah, said he's not speaking in riddles ever no i think it's i think it's pretty pretty you know interesting how he does it but and it's very effective but i i don't think he comes out and says how many players we're not going to have no. um and if somebody does ask that i really hope a reporter asks how many players are not gonna play because of covid because he's probably going to say, well, hell, why don't we just, uh, you know, tell Eli Drinkwitz, you know, how many players aren't going to play? We'll probably get a smart-ass comment from Saban. Uh, which, in, again, asked, in reality. It's not, not a bad question, but he's going to be a smart-ass about it because he no. can be. Yeah, of course. Like, he's of not course. even going to give them numbers, you know. I mean, with, I feel like Coach Saban is, like, one of those people – who, I mean, it's not bothering him on a day-to-day basis, but he lays down to go to bed But the night before the press conference. And he goes, that that Aaron Suttles is going to ask me how many dudes we got out. I know it. <laughs> I know it. And he just starts stewing about it Suttles before he goes tweeted. to bed. He wakes Suttles. up, drives to the press conference. He's thinking about it. And Suttles comes at him, and he's already been stewing on it. So that's when he snaps on him, you know? He – so – Unfortunately, I never attended a Saban presser where he went off. But Suttles tweeted, Suttles tweeted like last week that he knows that Saban doesn't like him, which I think is absolutely hilarious. I know I saw that, yeah. That like that shit is so funny to me. But to be real, I think Saban and Cecil kind of kind of jive. I feel like Saban and Cecil like 
They're both old souls. Like, yeah, and exactly. Like, C- Cecil's an old head. Like, Saban's an old head. Like, Cecil's the OG. I feel like Saban, like, maybe feels like he has to be cool with Cecil, but he can say, screw everybody else. And Soto yeah, yeah. has been there for, you know, 13, 14 years. Probably 14 years, 15 years at this point. Uh, I mean, longer than I can remember. Yeah, he's been there for a while, but yeah. Cecil's been there for like 40 years. I mean, yeah, Cecil's, <laughs> Cecil's set down roots, bro. Yeah, so I feel like saving it takes Cecil low-key some shit, you know, like, or, or, mm-hmm. at least, or at least Greg Byrne does. Like, Cecil's plugged up big time. Big time. Yeah, plug. absolutely. Pretty hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. But, I so, do you have any other thoughts about the scrimmage? I mean, if we're being honest, I haven't read much on it other than I saw a lot of people tweeting about Will Anderson, who, like I said, I'm super excited to see. Um, like you said earlier, uh, it looks like Will Reichardt's having a decent spring, he hit, or fall, uh, rather. He um, hit four of five, mm-hmm. and the only, the only kicks that he has missed in the scrimmages have been over 50 yards, which I'm so cool with him missing if he makes all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If he can't bang a 52-yarder, am I supposed to get mad at that? No. If he shanks the shit out of a 32-yard field goal, am I going to get mad? Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're, you're damn right I'm going to get mad at that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But if, know, he's, if he's performing like 45 like and in. 45 and in, make him. I don't give a shit about the rest of them. Listen, I get it. Look, everybody's like, oh, he's doing it in practice. Let me see him do it in game, in action. Listen, listen. We're going to have 20-some-odd people in Brian Denny, and that's probably the biggest crowd. It's a practice. That he will see all season. We will have the biggest crowd in Brian Denny that he will probably see all season. Maybe just about. Huh? Do you think not having crowds benefits Alabama? No, 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 I don't. I, I really think the atmosphere, especially for big games, um, Iron Bowls, Tennessee game, whatever. I honestly, off the top of my head, can't remember where we have home games. But for those big games, for the smaller games, I don't think Alabama needs it. I think we're just good enough to steamroll Missouri, you know, steamroll Vandy, steamroll whoever. But yeah. for Georgia, those games, I think we get a major edge. With our home crowd advantage, I really do, and so I think that will affect us. And, and it, to a degree, I don't think it's gonna be a noticeable thing. But like, if you see the team come out flat against, say, Georgia, um, and then the crowd, you know, it's a bunch of cross-legged, uh, you know, Alabama basketball, old Alabama basketball fans who just don't stand up for anything. Um, I think it could definitely affect the energy of the team. I do. I, I I expect to see that one or two weeks this this year at least, well, where we just come out flat, play a little bit flat. It's. I mean, honestly, I just think that's going to be the nature of college football this year. I'm not uh, saying it's going to be the Georgia game. I'm not saying it's going to be the Iron Bowl or whatever. Um, I just need. But, I'm cool with any other game except for the Georgia game at this point. Like, <laughs> like we can't lose to them. Agreed. Realistically, we can lose any game on the schedule except for A&M this mm-hmm. year, Georgia, and Auburn. All the other ones, if we if we screw up and lose, I'll live with it. God, um, not LSU, man. I can't lose LSU. Oh, shit. We can't lose LSU, but we're not going to lose LSU. No, we wouldn't. 
I wouldn't think so, if you ask me. But they're gonna they're gonna fill out that stadium. They're gonna break some rules and they're gonna say, I don't, we don't give a shit. Just pack they're the stadium. They're gonna be like, there's a hundred thousand people there. This is this is twenty five percent of the of the population of Baton Rouge. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, ah, yeah, just pack them in. It's Alabama. The governor's gonna be like, checks out with me. Sounds good. I'll be there too. See y'all there. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, Who's dude. their governor? Is it still John Bell, whatever his name I is? I honestly couldn't tell if my life depended on it. I don't even know who their governor is, but he'll uh, be there, and he'll be very excited, and he'll, yeah. also, he'll also be um, drinking and screaming. Oh, absolutely, as as you should be, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, is there any games you wanted to talk about this coming weekend? Uh, I, I will say, you know what? Talks. Can I Can I just can we just do uh, a pick-a-piece uh our lock of the week, if you will. Yeah, read me the games. Okay, well, I'll read the the larger ones, the the Power Fives. All right, so yeah, Power Fives. Boston College, Duke. Duke's giving four and a half, right? Okay. okay. You got Baylor, Houston. Baylor's giving six and a half. Syracuse, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's giving 21 and a half. God, Pittsburgh's going to win a natty. Well, apparently... Uh, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, Oklahoma State's giving 23. Um, Notre Dame is playing South Florida, giving 26. Give me South Florida. Give me South Florida. That is a lock. South Florida. Is that the one? The only, and I, okay, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll leave you with that one, but the only top 25 matchup of the week is Miami versus Louisville. Louisville favored by two and a half points. Um, Interesting. Interesting game there. I'll take Louisville, and then I'll take South Florida. South Florida, 26. I don't hate it, but also I don't – I here's my thing, and here's what I've been looking at when I look at teams. How much teams have practiced is, has – in these first couple weeks has directly affected how they cover the spread. Okay. I don't know how it turned out last week. I haven't seen the stuff from last week, but I believe in the first week it was like five and zero when teams practice more than the other team. They covered the spread. Five wow. Spread. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, and I like I said, I haven't seen week two, but I don't, I don't know how much South Florida has been practicing, and I don't trust that program to have been practicing as much. I'll and tell you what, is, I do not give a damn because <laughs> I think Notre Dame is not good. I don't, I don't think South Florida is on Duke's level. And that's uh, that's 26 points. It's a lot of points. I don't really like it either way. Um, I speaking of Duke, quite like Duke, and I love David Cutcliffe. Same about four and a half points to Boston College, who I don't think is going to be very good this year. They weren't very good last year. Uh, I quite like that four and a half. I quite like Duke. Well, you take Duke there. I'll take South Florida and. Um, Louisville, who's your other one? My other one, I won't take Louisville, although I do like, I think Louisville is a pretty good team this year, I will say. Pretty good in relation to how Louisville usually plays in the ACC, and I do think they're better than Miami, although I think Miami's going to get hit a bit harder than they should for playing closer to UAB, because UAB's defense is pretty solid and was last year. UAB Um, doesn't suck, man. They have a solid defense, and Miami put up 500 yards. So I don't really want to go near that one. I'm going to be honest. Uh, 
Interesting one here to me, and I don't think they've played yet. Central Florida, number 13, giving 7.5 to Georgia Tech. Mm. I hate it. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I'm going to take Oklahoma State giving 23 to Tulsa because I think Tulsa's – that game might not even happen. Tulsa's hanging on by a thread. Their football program may just, just throw in the towel before this game even happens on Saturday. Jesus, really? Uh, on a, they canceled their game last week. I don't think that program even wants to play football this season. It's just not worth it to them, honestly, um, money-wise. And I, I honestly don't know if that's going to happen. But, like, they've sparsely practiced. Oklahoma State's got a solid team. I think they're going to hammer Tulsa. So That's fair. Take Tulsa right. in the point. All right, so you got – okay. Wait, I no, got Duke Oklahoma, State. Or Oklahoma State. excuse me. All right, um, bad. Although 20 and a half is a lot, but – the, yeah. This week's slate of games is sparse. I'll tell you yeah. that much. And uh, North Carolina giving 28 to Charlotte. I also quite like. Yeah, um, I feel that. But uh, we, we've we kind of run a little long here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to yeah. save – let's save our favorite intro or our favorite uh, – <laughs> God bless. One day um, we can do our favorite intro. We'll have enough intros. Yeah, we'll we'll save our favorite uh, opening weekend game for next week, uh, seeing as next week is the opening. Of yeah, the year. opening weekend. It is our opening. Hopefully, you and I can do something for that. We should we should uh, discuss that. Um, but I know I'm going to see you this weekend. Which yeah, is exciting. Maybe, uh, well, if you have time, maybe we can record a live episode together. Actually, yeah, together. that'd be great. First time that'd in a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, years, literally years. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we can leave that one. Uh, like you said, we've run a bit long, but I think we've got a lot of good stuff here in this episode. I believe. Hopefully, everybody's enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, you can tweet at us. You can. You can follow us on Instagram. You can slide in our DMs even. You can even slide in our DMs if you would like to sponsor us. We are very available. Vote a box. Extremely available. But but I got to get – I'm going to keep on keeping on with the whole vote a box attempt. We got to tweet vote a box until they sponsor us. We can tweet Terrapin as well. Terrapin's not going to sponsor us, but – yeah, but, but I, will did, I will say Bodebox did respond to our story last week. I we got to do, do that shit again. And they 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 sent a heart emoji. Post another picture and then at them again. They sent a heart emoji and I said, so that's a yes, correct? And they they did not. They they ghosted me, which wasn't cool and I think was a bit immature, quite uh-huh. frankly. But, hey man. Sales. I'm in, I'm in sales. Look, man, sales is a numbers game. We're going to do this shit every week. Next week, maybe I'll be drinking Boda Box. We, we will drill this into the ground. Their social media team does sick. not control their ads, but but we should hammer them until they sponsor us. They pass it on. Pass it on, bro. What other sponsorships they got going on? I don't I'm see I'm, I've I'm never heard it. of this company until I started talking about it. Yeah, me, me either, dude. Me either. Me and you, you, put, you and I. You put me on it, and I like talking to people, so every time I speak to somebody, I will mention Botabox if they sponsor if, the podcast. If we get the sponsorship. If we don't, I swear to God, I will put a timer on this 
and we will end this, and we will move on to Black Box. I swear to God. Is that a different box one? It's, a, it's it is another boxed one. Oh, bet bet. But threats are on the table. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they feel but, very threatened. But like I was saying, if you do enjoy <laughs> this podcast, I'm they absolutely do. If you do enjoy this podcast, please follow us on at at Not So Experts on Twitter and Instagram. You can tweet at us uh, for if you have if you want us to discuss anything. Taylor does tweet sometimes, although he didn't this weekend, and I actually caught some flack for that. And I didn't like it. Um, but you're well, a bit busy. So that's I'm all gonna right. Start, I'm going to start tweeting more from the pod. It, at least on College Football Saturday, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it. I got to. I got it, bro. Um, but, again, follow us there. If you do really enjoy the podcast and you listen to it on iTunes, um, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be lovely. We would love that. If you listen to it anywhere else, thanks for listening. Um, and until next time, thanks again. And roll tide. Roll Tide. Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel. Holding my lover with the other. A sweet, soft, southern thrill. Worked hard all week. Got a little jingle on a Tennessee Saturday night. Couldn't feel better. I'm together with my Dixieland delight. Spend my dollar, park in a holler, need the mountain moonlight. Hold her up tight, make a little loving. A little turn of in on a Mason Dixon night. It's my life.